If I gave a fuck what y'all think, y'all think I would be doing this? Welcome to the FMFU podcast. The podcast is from me for us. Vulgar but true, real and never fake. I'm your host Ayo Reese and I've got a lot of shit on my mind today so let's get into it. Happy Friday people and welcome to 16 bars of the FMFU podcast. First and foremost, before I continue on, I want to give a big shout out to my wifey as today is her motherfucking birthday. Cue the March Madness music in the background. But uh... Ultimately, happy birthday, my lady. Uh, I hope you enjoy your day. And uh, on a sidebar, I guess you were right in episode three that uh, Justice League sucked because that shit only grossed $657 million and uh, it didn't even hit a billy mark. <laughs> so get ready to have some fun this weekend. We're going to have lots of it. And uh, also, you're going to get lots of penis. Oh. But uh, oh. anyways, hey, back to y'all. So the weekend is upon us. And uh. While I had a short but busy fucking week as I took Friday off, I had to make sure I put something out and at least dropped a gem on y'all before I hit the road to the casino for the weekend. Speaking of which, shout out to my boys over there on the Drop a Gem podcast. Niggas be talking about some real life shit and holding it down up here for the city of Boston. I guess my man Vaughn is putting on for the city of Providence since he's been deemed as Providence's finest now. <laughs> but uh... Follow them boys on uh, iTunes, Apple Music, or uh, SoundCloud, and make sure you give them a listen. And uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe, just as you should to me. I'm all about promoting people who be talking that good shit, uh, real life shit, and uh, having mad fun doing it. So, uh, speaking of fun, though, leads me into my next point. It's funny how when you speak on something, then it eventually happens, like right after that. Like that speak it into existence shit really does happen. Or either shit is just always a very big fucking coincidence. So like just the other day, I remember telling myself how, you know, the music, the music nowadays has evolved over times and not necessarily just the music, but the feel for it as well. Now, of course, you're probably thinking, well, duh, we all know this. People clown it, say it's not the same. Everything from back in the day always gets the better vote compared to anything nowadays, whether it's music or sports. Ain't nothing but mumble rap. Niggas say the same shit. Yeah, yeah, I get all that. But hear me out for a minute. Like, think about back when like Jay-Z was on fire, like every year dropping a brand new album or like when Busta Rhymes was in his prime. Red Man, Method Man, the whole Wu-Tang, DMX. What these bitches want from a nigga. You know, that whole 90s, the early 2000s era, which to us, we lots of times consider it the GOAT because like I said, we always put the old school stuff over the new school stuff, no matter what it is. And uh, it also probably more so relates to us because that's when we grew up. So, of course, it was mad lit. But one of the best things about that time, it wasn't just the music itself. It was also the artistry of the music videos. 
Like the music was the soundtrack, but the art, maybe even if it was the real art, depending on how you look at it, the real art was the music videos. Who remembers TRL when it used to be popping? That total request live shit. Like that shit had me wanting to go to New York real bad just so I could go to Times Square and be down there and see all the shit on TRL. Cause I just figured like it'd be real cool to see something that I used to see on TV. Cause I used to come home every day and watch that show after school. But TRL brings me, you know, to my point, which I really thought to myself. And and I asked this question and I thought, would some of the artists from back then be as relevant if they came out today? So think about all of the Eminem music videos, Guilty Conscience, Real Slim Shady, Without Me, all the ludicrous videos, Roll Out, Move Bitch, Stand Up. Like the fun videos that used to drop and take over not only TRL, but 106 in part. Well, I think I had that question answered for me the other day because a dope ass video dropped. Migos came on the scene with their Walk It Talk It video. Which, it was a dope-ass play on Soul Train, characterizing it as the culture ride. The video was dope, unique, different, and I think it was off the fucking chain. And regardless of all that, it was just a fun video. You just gotta think this in a perspective here. You got these three Georgian niggas who always talking about slanging them chickens and whipping the pot in the kitchen. And they doing a whole song talking about walk it like I talk it on some 70s Soul Train shit with froze and shit. Like, <laughs> the shit was fucking fire, but it was hilarious all at the same time. And it was like bringing back to those times where the videos used to be fun. And then this nigga Drake comes out on some smooth criminal type shit with them curls on his head and singing and hitting Michael Jackson moves and shit. <laughs> it was just a cool video, but... Sidebar, man, I just want to say this too. You can say what you want about this nigga Drake. You can say like, oh, people be leaving Drake Drake voicemail, Drake uh, songs in the voicemail and niggas emotional and singing and whatever else. But I'm going to tell you, this nigga Drake is in an, like an exclusive league where like he can pretty much do anything and this motherfucker is basically untouchable. Like the only other people who really sit in this category, in my opinion, are like Jay-Z... Kanye, maybe Lil Wayne, and I would only say that because nobody else could have done like a rock album, which actually sounded decent and even went gold. Like, think about this. Think about any other artist trying to sing How to Love. Like, that's the only nigga that could probably do that. And uh, I mean, I know I'm probably missing a few and, you know, you could probably help me out if we were having a conversation. But I mean, just moving on, like Drake's at he's been at this point in his career where he can do whatever and he's. No matter what he does, he's going to get the buzz. He's going to get the play. He's going to get the listens. With all that shit, ultimately leads to the money. But uh, besides from uh, Migos and Drake, though, talking about the music videos, which my initial topic was, Lil Dicky and Chris Brown dropped a banger, too, in that Freaky Friday. This is another, like, one of those, like, theme-type songs that, like, goes back to what I was saying as far as just making the videos fun. Like, took the play on the movie. And just flipped it on like how it would be. And that's the type of shit that used to happen like in the 90s and early 2000s. Like when they used to have the skits before the song started and talking about different stuff. Or like I remember like, you know, little scrappy video, no problem. Like it took, you know, like if him and Lil John was doing like the training day um, movie. But it was like they took that for their music video. Like so it was one of those type of things. And it just the shit like that to me is just the illest. And it just 
it just always brings back those memories to me. But as always in life, even though we get flashes of those memories and we know how good it was back then at the time, it's a lot of things in life we just need to move on from. Especially speaking of Chris Brown, we need to move on from that fucking Chris Brown scandal. So after the release of Freaky Friday, the video, people online were talking mad shit to Ed Sheeran and Kendall Jenner for being a part of the song and the video. Most of the posts were around the lines of things such as, please don't support an abuser, and you know, shit of that sort. I have a couple ways of looking at this. Well, my first thought is that Chris Brown has collaborated with many artists before, and there has never been any backlash about it, really. And these two featured on Freaky Friday, they weren't even really a collab. It was more like a cameo, to be technical. Chris Brown himself was a feature, as this is technically Little Dicky's song. Despite those facts, I guess my question is, what was the backlash when he did collabs with other people like Lil Wayne, Kanye, or whoever else? What's the difference? Well, what color is a piece of paper you write on? Yeah, that's the difference. I think people need to realize, well, non-black people, that people make mistakes. In the Rihanna situation, if you want to sit here and clock it, that shit happened almost 10 fucking years ago. And realistically, I think people don't always look at the situation fully and only look at it one-sided or what was reported by the news. What do you mean? Let's examine. One thing that I personally think happened that wasn't reported or talked about is that Rihanna put her hands on this nigga first. I'm willing to bet a lot of money she swung on him or tried to slap him one time and I'd bet even more money it was probably multiple times. Think about it. All these chicks be online posting and reposting all these memes talking about, I'm crazy. Crazy girls got the best pussy. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'm the type of woman that'll stab you and then sit in the ER with you. That's true love. Like, how y'all chicks gonna post stuff like that and have us men not to expect or anybody to think that she didn't try to hit him first, especially when a lot of y'all claim to be Rihanna Navy. And even more especially when the rumor was that she saw some shit from a chick in his phone. So, of course, we know in that now I won't say allegations. It's, it's confirmed because he admitted it and he and he was wrong and the proof was there. But um, we know he put his hands on her. That's a fact. And regardless of anything that's about to come out of my mouth here. You just got to always remember this bottom line. It is never, 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 ever, 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 ever okay to do that. Point blank bottom line. It's never okay to do that. All right. Now that's out the way. You got to remember. Sometimes things, sometimes things happen that are out of your control at times. Now, this isn't to make an excuse, but it can be the case. Let's say hypothetically. And I'm not even going to say hypothetically because this is what I believed happened. Let's say she did hit him first. Like I believe. He was driving his $400,000 whip when this incident occurred. So let me ask you. You trying to tell me that if you driving your $400,000 car and a girl try to put her hands on you and could potentially make you crash that $400,000 whip, you're not going to do anything about it? Again, refer to my bottom line I just stated. Point blank. Never, ever, ever, ever okay to put your hands on a woman. 
But a woman, you can't provoke a man either. That's a sin in the Bible. Women have to realize that if you're quick to put your hands on a nigga, you got to be quick to be able to take it back. Because as men, it's only so much we can take before we are pushed to that point. Especially if you about to make me crash my $400,000 whip because you see a bitch in my DMs or something that you think you saw or that you did actually see on my phone. Think about the movie Baby Boy. Remember that part where he picked up Yvette, Jody picked up Yvette from work and they was in the drive through and they was going to go get some Lucy's. And remember she had a thumb in her mouth. She liked Lucy's. And then he was putting an order in. And uh, she went to the back seat to pay for the uh, meal. So she went to get her purse and she found a pack of rubbers in the back seat. So, you know, she was pissed off and, you know, he got the food and she was yelling at the girl. And then, uh, you know, as soon as they pulled up to the house, well, even before then, she started to question him about it in the car. And, you know, you could feel that the tension was boiling up because she just found out that he was fucking bitches in her car while she was at work. So. You know, they started the argument and it started getting more, well, I shouldn't say started because like I said, it started in the car, but it, it got more heated in the argument when they got to the house. And when it boiled down to everything, it boiled down that Yvette kept hitting this nigga Jody. I think she mushed him, slapped him in the head, then ultimately jawed this nigga closed fist. Like she hit this nigga like three fucking times. I think maybe even more than that. She was even pounding him on the back you know, the little old woman hits. And what was even crazy is that he was trying to leave to avoid the situation, but she hit the nigga and was like, nah, nigga, you ain't going nowhere. And then at that point, he, you know, he hit a fucking breaking point and, and he back, backhand slapped the ass. And then, you know, she started bawling and shit. So, you know, he went, you know, and he had to try to eat a little pussy or whatever to make it yeah. better. So, you know, in the course of all that, I mean, the main thing that's going to come from that, everything before that is going to be, Damn, that's fucked up, bro. You can't do that. You can't hit her. Now, however, that's true because of my bottom line. But what happens is that we always choose to look past what provoked him to get to that point. You can be a trivial idiot and say, well, that nigga shouldn't have been fucking with bitches. Maybe he wouldn't have got hit. I mean, OK, yeah, we're not. That doesn't matter. Yeah. OK, he shouldn't have if he wanted to be with her. But at the end of the day, she still has no right to put her hands on him as he has no right to put his hands on her. It might sound like a bitch move, but niggas can press charges on chicks too. Don't get it twisted. It just seems like it doesn't happen too often because we got that macho mentality. Like, you can, well, I'm going to press charges on a woman. I'm a, I'm a man, you know? Like, she beat my ass. Like, I'm going to look like a hoe. So we don't do shit like that. So you don't hear about it often. But... You know, and I know this is all a movie and people are like, damn, Nick, you always talk about this fucking movie. I'm like, yeah, I probably reference it somewhat a lot. But, you know, growing up as a black man where I'm from, you see lots of shit like this all the time. So you, you get a good look at how it is in the real world and not on some fantasy online shit or some whitewashed news article shit. Like, I, when I was a teenager and even like in adulthood, like, Still, well, 18, 19, whatever. I've seen niggas square up with their baby moms. Like, literally, like, they had their hands up on some money Mayweather shit and go at it. Like, I remember I was 15. I seen this shit for, like, the first or second time. They literally went in, was throwing hands on some 
fucking, I don't know, bro, like, fast on some Dragon Ball Z shit, and then both slid back, and I couldn't believe it with my eyes, I'm like, he really, like, they really getting it in like that, and, and the, a lot of times, it's not even the nigga that be trying to fight, it be the woman, like, nigga, we gotta wreck my nigga, like, oh, you piss me off, <laughs> and it's like, dead ass, like, it sounds funny, but it's the truth, so, when it comes to shit like this, I always have a different perspective than the masses because the masses who typically judge shit like this lived in sheltered ass homes and didn't see shit in their life to have a different understanding of things. I mean, I'll be even more real with you. One of my closest friends was in a similar situation to this Chris Brown shit. Driving in the car, you know, got jawed like, you know, three times. And then I think on the third time, he swerved in the opposite lane. And when he swerved in that lane, they almost had a head-on collision with a fucking car. So he ignored it. He told her to quit. She wouldn't stop. So what did he do? Well, he did what he had to do. And he made her ass stop. I mean, was he going to just have to just sit there and take it and keep getting jawed and potentially crash the whip? Maybe killing them both? Or have a head-on collision wrecking his car and badly hurting them? Nah. So he did what he had to do. And... Her ass fucking stopped. So I guess my point with all of this is that you can't hold someone to something for almost 10 years when they have, they made their bed, they laid in it, and they dealt with their consequences. If we were all judged by everything we did for the past 10 years, we would all be looked at as some type of scumbag or fuckboy or stupid bitch for something. Perf. Maybe the situations wouldn't be as major as the CB and Rihanna situation, but everybody makes mistakes. And that situation should not take away from what a person is doing today, how they're trying to move on past it. And it also shouldn't take away from anybody's legacy. Like, this nigga Chris Brown is literally a walking, living legend. Like, think about the talent that this nigga got, man. This nigga can do it all. That nigga can sing, dance, rap, act. Like, you don't really got too many people that come around that can do that shit well. Like, it's really the truth. Like, y'all seen Beyonce act in movies? Not that good. <laughs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, it, you, you don't really get a talent like that. And that's probably, he probably the dude that can dance the best since Michael Jackson. That's why he did that tribute back in, you know, I don't know, whatever year it was when he was crying on stage. Like he, cause they knew he was the only one who could do the moves like that to do the tribute to MJ. I mean, come on now. So, you know, I just, I just hate when I see shit like that, especially when I know the people commenting on, you know, Kendall, you know, they only comment in because it's Kendall Jenner and Ed Sheeran. And now it's like, oh, it's a big fucking deal that they did a, a cameo on a Chris, and not even a Chris Brown song, on a little Dicky song featuring Chris Brown. But if anybody else did, any rap artist, anything else, it is not, nobody says anything or nobody's tweeting about them or, or anything making it that big of a deal. Yeah, well, because it was mostly white people saying stuff to them. That's why. So don't let old situations when people try to move on don't keep making them situations new and keep talking trash about somebody because how you ever gonna move on and y'all need to quit with some of the fucking blasphemy too i remember when i think maybe it got suggested that chris brown do a beyonce concert it was something like that on black twitter and niggas was clowning like it was just the craziest thing ever and i'm not sitting here talking about all this like i'm the biggest chris brown guy like i've listened to like only a couple cds i think he makes hits i like the nigga but it, i mean i'm not the biggest fan like that 
So don't think this is a big cheerleading campaign. I just recognize talent and what it is. And people don't appreciate shit until it's gone. So when people when there was a suggestion about, I think, a Chris Brown and Beyonce concert, people was clowning like that nigga was like a, a B-grade artist. Like he was on Love and Hip Hop or some shit. And I'm just like, y'all niggas is tripping. That would be probably the illest concert ever. So ultimately, we got living legends walking upon us. We got appreciated when we got them. And uh, remember that you just never know. It might not be one day where they ain't here no more. And if you really think that this nigga ain't a legend or he ain't really that good and an artist or whatever, then, hey, I think y'all might be smoking crack, man. And you might need to get over yourself. It's the FMFU podcast, bitch. Short and sweet episode of the FMFU podcast this week. I've just been extremely, extremely fucking busy, but I try to stay consistent with the drops. Uh... Still had to drop that on y'all. That did come up to me last minute. I'm like, man, I see people really trying to clown like on some bullshit. So I wanted to let that shit get put out there so y'all can have y'all insight. But uh, short and sweet, we'll be back next week. I'll let y'all here go to post row. Thank you for listening to the FMFU podcast, the podcast that's from me and for us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like and comment, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud or Google Play. Also, make sure you get at me on my social media pages. I have a Facebook page, which you can search for, search for from me, for us, or you can leave it in the status at FMFU underscore podcast. Also, get at me on Twitter and Instagram at the same at names. That's at FMFU underscore podcast. Remember, people, always keep it a buck, always keep it a thousand, and perception is everything. I hope you have a nice day. It's still fuck y'all.